Welcome to Casey by Sari, a podcast for Kansas City enthusiasts. I'll take you behind the scenes and you'll learn why this Midwestern gem is so special. In today's episode, I talked to Hayden Andrews, growth manager at Casey Can Compost, a nonprofit organization committed and dedicated to help reduce the city's waste. Casey Can has diverted 2.7 million pounds of waste from landfills and decreased 1.8 million pounds of CO2 emissions. Here is Hayden to talk about the large impact composting can have and how easy it is to do. Casey Maseri. Casey Maseri. If you want to know where to go and what is on trend, Casey Maseri. She's your friend. I would love to hear from you really what your role within Casey Can Compost is. Yeah, so um, I was hired on, uh, it'll be two years in February. Um, I am our growth manager. So I handle the commercial side of the business. So customers will come to us and say, I'm looking to compost at my cafe, my business, my office. Um, And then you get a hold of me, we'll have a chat, kind of determine what your needs are and what our program can kind of look like in your space. And then I will, if that goes well, um, I will come to your space. We'll do a consultation. Um, it's it's basically an audit. So I will walk through your business and look at where your current waste receptacles are now, trash recycling. Um, if we want to use those receptacles, we can just pop compostable liners in there, or I can recommend an alternative receptacle. And then we'll look at how much you're producing, where you take it. Um, it's really just kind of a tour of your your trash's path. <laughs> um, and then I'll recommend the uh, pickup schedule. Has composting always been something that you did in your personal life? Have you always been really interested in being involved in taking care of our planet? Or how'd you really get involved in the environmentally conscious world? Yeah, no, it's a it's a good question. Um, I I don't know where I got this book, but I was given maybe a handbook type when I was like sixth grade, I was pretty young, relatively, um, called It's Easy Being Green. And it would not be like a special book now by any means. I think now it's probably dime a dozen. But when I was in sixth grade, I was like, what is, we should be learning about this in school. Like it truly like radicalized me (laughs) for being, you know, a sixth grader. Um, And I, but yeah, I remember reading it in Mr. Ray's class and being like, we have to, we, how do people not know about this? And it was pretty like, again, kind of these days, it would be pretty spoon fed. But at the time I was like, wait, you could put solar on your house. That's groundbreaking. And I started a recycling program at my grade school. I don't know if they still have it, but I went to uh, Scion Lower School and uh, went door to, or classroom to classroom, not door to door, um, but classroom to classroom, one recess a week and collected the recycling with my, still, she's still my very close friend. And uh, yeah, got a recycling program going at that school. And it's just kind of always been a part of my personality since I, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, not to say that it is my personality, but it, it kind of is like my calling in a, in a weird, weird way. I have never, I was never de-radicalized, but I uh, made it my sort of like New Year's resolution um, in 2016 to see how much plastic I could eliminate from my sort of day-to-day life. And that's something that had like kind of an incredible impact and was really eye-opening and still kind of working on that. Um, yeah. And composting was just kind of a no brainer as a part of that larger piece. I, uh, it's just such an easy way to have a huge impact. So yeah, just kind of 
no-brainer part of a big picture. That's incredible that your passion for this started at such a young age and has continued with you through this process. So was that something you were looking for on a professional level that you wanted to be involved in a company that's mission that the mission was taking care of the planet or did you get involved with Casey Camp Compost just sort of naturally being so interested in having the passion that you do? Yeah, kind of kind of both. Um, I have worked with environmental nonprofits for like, I, I mean, r- my entire career, I'm relatively young, but it's been like 10 years now. Yeah, about a decade. Um, and I think that it is, I mean, my passion is just kind of an easy sort of like, it fuels the my capabilities for it. You know what I mean? I come into these jobs being really excited. I'm really knowledgeable because I do it in my spare time in my personal life. Um, so I think that those kind of feed one another. But when I was moving, I moved home from Kansas City um, from the Bay Area during the pandemic. And I had looked up, Casey Can was one of the businesses that I had just found on Google. And I had a friend who worked with them very briefly, who was like, I think you might really kind of jive with what this organization was doing. And so I was introduced to Kristen, our executive director, um, directly. And that was kind of history. They had a job in about a year later, a little less than a year later. And Kristen reached out to me again and was like, have this job for you. And I think you should apply. And I did. And yeah, it's a, it's a great fit. So you mentioned in 2016, you had this resolution of trying to eliminate as much plastic as possible within your life. And it is a new year. We are in 2024. I think a lot of people are always trying to find New Year's resolutions that really resonate with them. People are more intentional with the resolutions they're setting as opposed to the 2010 era of really like get healthy, be a better person, do things. Now, if and when people make resolutions, this especially this time of year, there's a lot more that goes into it and thinking of how, what do I want? What can Mm -hmm. I give? What can I contribute? How do I obtain that? And naturally, I think for a lot of people, especially over the last several years that has really been how can I help the environment for people who are interested in getting involved in composting and really what that process on a day-to-day in someone's home would look like for someone? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you can do it a variety of ways, obviously. I am I have composted, I have vermicomposted, which is composting worms in my um apartment as soon as I moved out of college, I was like, I'm getting worms. So there is vermicomposting with worms. There is composting in your own backyard with however, there's multiple ways to do that. But I recommend like a three pile system, three barrel system. One of them you're actively feeding into. One of them is cooking. One of them is on the verge of preparing health, uh, excuse me, healthy, fresh soil amendment, which we know is compost. Um, If you are looking to, you know, you don't want to mess with it. You're not doing the three pile system. You don't want to get your hands dirty. That's very reasonable. (laughs) There's a lot of science involved. It can be, you know, it's a commitment with the lowercase c, but it is another thing to do. Um, So if you are looking for a program, I know one. Um, Ours is $12.99 a month for all you can kind of tip. And there are drop-offs all around the city. Um, There are curbside compost uh, collections in Kansas City as well. As far as kind of what it looks like, you are separating. We can take all any and all organic waste. So paper towels, meat, bones, dairy. I'm dialing down on those because you cannot compost a lot of those in your home compost. Um, Usually home compost piles don't get hot enough to break down things like bones or shellfish. 
Um, and if they, if done incorrectly, you can get, you, you'll have raccoons <laughs> simply, but <laughs> so, um, yeah. So if you have the, a Casey can program or pro, uh, one like that, there will be, I the way I like to do it is this is how I'll describe it is I have a countertop receptacle. We cook a lot. We cook all day, every day. And so I think it's much easier to have something on your counter that you can just lift the lid off of and, and tip into. Um, so it, I mean, really any organic waste, onion skins, eggshells, coffee grounds, coffee filters, uh, tea bags, if they're the kind of uh, like terrible ones, we cannot take the like plasticky ones and you shouldn't put those in your home compost anyway. But um, yeah, so you'll just be separating that all day as you're cooking, as you're preparing food. We can take leftovers. If something in the back goes bad as kind of moldy, we can take that. Um, so yeah, so that's all going into one receptacle. And then the way I do it now and have always done it is I keep a larger receptacle like under my sink or on my back porch if I have had a balcony. Um, I wouldn't do it if I was on the ground floor somewhere. But, uh, and then that is what you'll be tipping into. So we fill the countertop at our house probably every like day or so, again, because we cook so much. Um, and what Casey Can is able to take really, it fills up, which is good. And so I take that compostable liner, I tie it closed and then I tip that into the five gallon under my sink. And then like once a week or so, whenever it is convenient for me, I take that five gallon and I tip it into one of the community cans. So it really is an easy errand again for like what a huge impact composting has. It is doing things differently. It's a new habit, but it's really, it's very easy. Once it is in the community can, where's it going next? Like what is Casey can doing with yeah, everything that it's collecting? Um, so I maybe should back up just a little bit and I don't know if people know what composting is. Um, so composting is the process of turning organic waste into a soil amendment known as compost. So it is not turning into like dirt. It is, I mean, it is by kind of layman's terms, but it is not like soil and then there is compost. Um, so compost is going to be like this, like fluffy, it is dirt colored, but it really is like, if you smell it, it doesn't smell like dirt. People think that it's going to be like rotting food, but it has this like earth smell, like a kind of forest floor. No, I, people don't have the same hobbies as I do, but I encourage you to smell, to take a good whiff. Um, yeah, it smells clean. Um, it holds water the way, I mean, like if you compare like a tank of compost and a tank of soil with just dirt in it, the compost amended soil will hold, I think it's like two thirds as much water. It decreases your needs for pesticides, fertilizers, because the soil is so much healthier. The soil's microbiome is so much more resilient to, to pests, to disease. Um, so it really, I mean, it is a literal miracle. So yeah, so all of that said, um, we, right now we work with a commercial facility that processes the soil, uh, excuse me, processes the waste for us. And we are in the process of expanding. So soon that will all be done in-house, which is very exciting. But um, yeah, right now we work with a commercial facility. You learn more about composting and you almost feel silly not knowing more about it because it really does feel like such an easy habit to start in something that, as you said, really doesn't take too much thought process on the individual's part, but is making mm -hmm. such a difference. And those are the best habits to start ones that are good for you, good for other people, but don't put a total strain on your day to day and make such a yeah. big impact. And composting just totally like fits into, into those criteria. Yeah, I want to live in a world where we think about the times that we didn't compost as like the times that we like 
didn't wear seatbelts. Like I want it to be like so commonplace and so like socially ubiquitous that you're like, can you ever believe that we were not doing this? Like, I want that so in the rear view mirror. I cannot wait. What have you loved most about being involved in being part of Casey Can? I have, I have several answers in no particular order and I have notes, which I may have to rely on, but um, my successes are very direct. Um, last year, the businesses I brought on, both the ones that approached us and the ones that I sought out and kind of targeted, diverted over 75,000 pounds of compostable waste from the landfill, which um, I looked it up and is the equivalent to an average passenger vehicle driving almost 60,000 miles which is just like, what? My, it, 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 yeah, bends my mind. So um, I really enjoy that, especially because a, a lot of the winds in the environmental fields can move very slowly or can kind of look like the absence of something. Like it's like the pipeline wasn't built through the wetlands. And so I feel very, very energized being able to look back at the year and have these kind of positive quantitative numbers to kind of charge me up. And then it feels very fulfilling to be a part of I love Kansas City. I have a lot of hometown pride. It feels uh, really fulfilling to be a part of that change kind of directly seeing it here, like even in the past couple of years, just that larger cultural shift. Um, like I was mentioned uh, in the in the mayor's decree about implementing compost collection at City Hall. So it's like that one, that's the coolest thing I can think of. And my sixth grade self is, is over the moon, is in pieces. So yeah, I think that is two two good things for sure. What are some challenges that have really come up in the course of your career? Mm -hmm. There are a, a couple that come to mind kind of immediately. Yeah, without even having to think about. I think that the stigma around a, a compost, but green kind of the green economy sort of in general, I can see that people are sort of surprised when I show up and I like have on slacks. People are like, you're not pad pedaling barefoot and on your bicycle. And so I think that there is this kind of people think it's going to be like a white person with dreads. And I'm like, yes, I brought, I came here straight from my drum circle. And so I think that there is, you know, gr people, green people can look a lot of different ways. And, and I think that that is something that sort of day to day is, is really present. But I also think that people are skeptical of this process sort of still. Will it attract pests? Will it smell? Um, which are not unreasonable concerns to have when you're running a business, but I, I, it, Especially, I mean, if you do it wrong, yes, the same way that if you manage your landfill waste wrong, it will also attract vermin. So, um, but I think that the thing with compost is obviously you get an end product that is this like closed loop, beautiful, renewable thing. It's very like kind of natural. And with our current municipal waste system, you're not, you're not getting a whole lot out of a landfill. And the negative, you know, I, I could go on about that for a really long time, but like, yeah, landfills are bad. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there is no kind of role for landfills in, in a closed loop system. Um, I think that to answer your question, maybe people like culturally and socially kind of aren't really able to, or I shouldn't say aren't able, that's not giving people enough credit. I think people culturally and socially are really kind of coming around to the possibilities of what a green infrastructure can look like. What would you say to those people that are skeptical of this system and the effect that composting has? I think this is a little off, off topic to what you're specifically asking, but I think that oftentimes with green initiatives of any kind, people think that they aren't going to be able to do an amazing job. You know, why try to eliminate plastic if I'm not going to be able to 
eliminate everything and be perfect at it. And I think that that's, people think that about composting too. And I say this a lot in my trainings that I do is don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. Like, just keep it simple. You, you don't have to be amazing at this right away, but like, if you think about, I don't know, composting one bag a week or, you know, whatever it is, you just like eating meat only on Mondays or riding your bike one day a month. It's like, but that kind of thing is then you will have ridden your bike 52 days of the year. You know, it's just like that kind of thing. It's a drop in the bucket, but it's at the end of the year, your bucket's still full. So I, that's something that I always, always like to make sure people know. It's just like, yeah, you don't, but since when do you have to do one thing perfect ever? Just like, you're probably going to be bad at it when you start. So just do a thing. And that could be true of, of really any, I guess that's just a general life lesson, but I feel like that's true specifically about the environmental things. People are really, really afraid to do it wrong. And I, th- I think that that maybe started with recycling. I'm not sure, like kind of socially, but, you know, people walk up to the like social, the recycling trash and, and compost and are like, you, you can see them panic. <laughs> so yeah, just take, I think taking it easy on yourself and not letting perfect be the enemy. The good is really something that I, yeah, want, want to spread that message. I don't, I don't know why people are so opposed to even trying composting, at least in commercial spaces more often, because you don't have a ton to lose. Um, and the impact can, it'd be really enormous. I mean, we have commercial customers that are diverting thousands and thousands of pounds and you know, even cafes doing less are still, it's, I mean, it's still amazing, tremendous impact. So yeah, I'm not sure that I have a really succinct answer to that question besides like, just give it a go. So for commercial partners, those are typically restaurants, coffee shops, any sort of business producing a lot of food and waste, or are there partners that fall in different categories as well? Yeah, all of the above. Um, We have, I would say that our probably highest percentage is maybe offices because they it's easy for them a lot of the time there I mean they have food waste but it's typically like they might have a catered lunch they'll do a lunch and learn you know they want to bring in their board of directors and give them lunch kind of thing it's like they're yeah they're having food but it's not like a restaurant obviously or a grocery store or something like that um since we can take paper towels obviously that's a huge stream a really pure stream of organic waste um and then if people are phasing in or businesses are phasing in um the compostable plastics. We can take all of those too. So that's a pretty, pretty clean stream in in offices. Um, We do have a fair number of restaurants. I think restaurants, it's a little more difficult because uh, there's higher employee turnover. It is relative. I mean, for a restaurant, I wouldn't say that I think we are a pretty affordable program generally, but for a restaurant, they're not necessarily looking to spend the cost and train their employees to do something different, especially if you get, you know, as, as frequently as restaurants and cafes and such get new employees. It's, I don't, I don't blame them. <laughs> it's, it gets busy and hairy in there, but yeah, I would say our highest percentage is probably without looking at it, probably offices. It's cool to hear the partners that Casey can has, because in my mind, I would of course assume restaurants and I think, okay, who's producing the most food waste Mm-hmm. But it totally makes sense what you're saying is maybe it's not as easy for them versus a business and having those. I work at a company that does a lot of the lunch and learns and a lot of catered, <laughs> this, yeah, you know, catered lunches. So yeah, <laughs> um, but no, that that makes total sense. So I, I'm glad that you clarified oh, that yeah. for me. <laughs> I mean, everyone obviously is, you know, welcome and great. We love cafes and restaurants and grocery stores and all of the above. Um but yeah, I would say mostly offices. We have a couple um, hospitals now, which is very exciting. There's a lot of food waste there and paper towels. So 
Hayden, when you are not working, what does life in Kansas City look like for you? Well, I <laughs> I was thinking a lot about this question. I, in June, entered the, the homeowner club. Um, so I am in my, kind of in my yard dad era, if you, if you will. Um, so yeah, spending a lot of time, uh, sheet mulching these days, but yeah, we, we try and get out and about, uh, I mean, I'm not a huge like diner and I used to be, I used to eat out a lot more than I do, but, um, I was, I am, yes, a big, I am a home a lot. <laughs> well, congratulations on being a new <laughs> homeowner. That's very exciting. Thank you. <laughs> you mentioned you don't eat out very much, but what are some of your favorite local businesses well, I have to plug Casey Can, of course, obviously. Um, I would be literally not a person. I would be a cardboard cutout without uh, Cafe Cafe and Blip. I am a very big, like, coffee treat person. You could truly yeah, lure me into a van if you had, like, a latte and a cookie. So I am very faithful to both of those places. Um, and then I am not much of a drinker anymore, but I think probably uh, Harry's Country Club people still know my name. <laughs> what are some other ways that you really live green? What, aside from composting, how are you living your green life? Oh, that's a great question. I was kind of contemplating what to, how to answer this question. And my wife was like, mention the pool. Um, I, for the longest time have wanted like a koi pond or some sort of like water feature. Um, and then when we moved in here, my wife was like, yeah, above ground pool. And I was like, hold on. And there is a niche of the internet that exists and, but, um, they're called natural pools and it originated in Austria as many cool things or originate in Eastern Europe. Um, and it is basically like a pool that is regulated without chemicals, but is instead regulated with plants and you can add a filter if you want, but I am adding one because I am a dweeb and I want to design it myself. Um, so that is taking a lot of my time as I am I started digging it and then it got cold and yucky outside, but I am designing a natural pool. So check back with me in the spring. Kudos to you for putting in the work and getting your hands dirty. So that's yeah, great. I'm hoping that it will be really cool. And if not, if it is terrible, then I'll have a koi pond, I guess. But yeah, I am hoping that it will someday be like a beautiful oasis back there. Are there other local Kansas City businesses that fall into that green living space I am a big like refillery person. Um, yeah, I will definitely back soap. I will plug um, Suds, Greener Home. Someone told me that there was another one popping up, but those, the kind of triangle of refilleries in the Kansas City area. And if there's one I'm leaving out, that's not on purpose. Um, so yeah, I will plug those and I will kind of echo your sentiment that like refilleries are such an amazing way and people don't even know they exist. It's They're more economical um, obviously the saving the plastic is excellent, but yeah. And they have everything. We just got dog shampoo. I know that Fox and Pearl has, I believe, huge focus on local ingredients. And then they have a farm or I shouldn't say farm, but it's like a small green space across the street. And they have, I believe they have bees. Um, so I, that's not a very good answer. I apologize for that. But Fox and Pearl is one that comes to mind that I remember being like bees exotic. I, I've loved seeing all of the local restaurants over the last few years really embrace sourcing their ingredients from local farms. I love that Farmhouse in River Market has this big chalkboard mm -hmm. that lists all the farms that they're sourcing their ingredients on their menu. And there's just such a sense of pride, I think, from those restaurants, too. I love that 
when a restaurant sources their ingredients locally, it's always like printed on their menu or there's a sign or something just to not only are we here, we're trying to serve good food, but like we are supporting local, supporting Mm -hmm. local. It's like this really cool rotating door of businesses out here supporting each other. And that's just totally one of my favorite things. I just think it's one of the things that really makes our city. Mm -hmm. What is something that listeners of this episode would be surprised to learn about you? I'm an Aquarius, so I'm all over the map. I'm trying to think of what is what is surprising. Can I talk more about the pool? Um, no, I actually think that I will stick with the DIY thing, all jokes aside. I have always sort of had this potential of like really enjoying figuring out solving problems and kind of building things myself. I am not like super precise and like kind of a math style, like engineering qualities are not my strong suit, but I really enjoy kind of looking around the home and thinking about like improving a system that is obviously through the lens of the green thing. Like the natural pool is a great example. Like my wife being like, yeah, we're going to have an above ground pool and me being like, but what if it was cool and the birds could drink out of it? So I think that there are so many opportunities now in, in the home space to create something that really talk about renewable in your neighborhood. It's just like, what if we grew berries and shared them with our neighbors? So I'm really enjoying sort of that part of my personality coming out of like designing the yard and thinking about how we can kind of have our own space here. Like I was just saying yesterday that it is not very difficult at all. You can get like a YouTube video and a trip to Home Depot will get you there, but you can like make a rain barrel for like 20 bucks. Um, So I'm really kind of enjoying that piece of like, what there's so much potential on this like tiny plot of land. And so, yeah, now I stay home and design rain barrels. (laughs) What are some of your goals professionally in this new year? And what are you wanting to see yourself accomplish before the end of the year? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Excuse me. I am looking to double, this is just kind of like numbers strategic talk, but I am looking to double the number of commercial customers that I brought on last year, which will put us just under 70 and I really think I can do it. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Have, I'll have my caffeine. Um, I have actually, I'm so glad that you asked me this on the eighth day of the year, I have wanted to do either like a podcast or some sort of like type interview. I don't know, like radio interviews. I'm not sure what other interviews there are these days. All I do is listen to podcasts, but I have wanted to do something like this for a long time. So thank you for helping me check that off the list. But yeah, I think that probably as Kansas City continues to grow, I will be really involved in that process should they do it with Casey can. So I'm hoping to sort of venture into, we're having some conversations with a couple of local governments. I will not say whom, but um, I'm really hoping to be involved kind of high level with walking them through what composting can look like for them. Well, I'm so happy I was able to help check off one of your goals uh, (laughs) so early in the year. (laughs) Getting back to Casey can, where can people learn more information who are wanting to start this habit and find where the community bins are, or even just figuring out more information on the home pickup service? Where's all that information? Yeah. So you can go to caseycancompost.com slash individuals. That's where you'll find everything about our residential program. Um, If you are a commercial business and you want to, or if you're an individual and you want to compost at work, um, that'll be kccancompost.com slash commercial. Um, And then I should have mentioned this earlier in the podcast. We are a dual enterprise nonprofit. And so we have the compost program, obviously, but we have our kind of sister program, I call it, is called Green Core Training. 
which is a program for um, people facing barriers to employment. So um, incarceration, houselessness, two, two easy examples, things that make it chronically difficult to get a job. Um, that training program is about five weeks, about 100 hours. And if students complete all 10 modules, they get a certificate from the Department of Labor as a environmental specialist. And the compost program, in part, the re excuse me, the revenue from the compost program, in part, goes to Green Corps training. So I should have said that at the top because it's a very cool thing. But I always like to kind of mention that because when you get into business with Casey Can, that's a huge part of where your money goes. Um, so I like to be transparent about that. But if you go to caseycancompost.com slash Green Corps training, that is all available there. Um, but yeah, the residential program, we have 12 drop-offs around the city, um, 14, or excuse me, 16, if you include the ones we are partnering with, with the city on, that is not on our website. You have to go to the city's website for that, but I won't bore you with that. But yeah, you can get started. You can use your own receptacle if you already have a five gallon bucket. If you want to register and grab one of ours, they're 10 bucks. And then the program is, like I said, $12.99 per month for all, all you can tip. So it'll be all you can kind of generate. And then, yeah, get out, grab a cup of coffee. We can uh, go to, oh wait, no, we're not at soap anymore. I was gonna say we can refill our soaps, but we are at Suds and the Greener Homes. You still can refill your soaps and uh, swing around town, drop your compost off. Do you have good sources of a compiled list of really what you're able to compost? Because to be honest, I didn't, I didn't even know you could compost paper towels. Yeah, no, fair enough. And no, I mean- it's like we were all new to something once you know what I mean so yeah no no pressure at all um but yeah the Casey Can website I don't know the web's the like URL off the top of my head but um there is a like what's compostable what's not compostable they are red and green so they're hard to mix up but yeah that's on our website and then um you could google it you might get kind of murky information and ours is specific to our program so that would be my advice but yeah Casey Can Compost is our handle on Facebook and Instagram. We have a LinkedIn. If you're a LinkedIn type person, Casey Can Compost, we're hard to miss there. Um, and then our website is is probably a, your best bet for like a comprehensive. Um, that's where we we post our events and all of the the good news. That's CaseyCanCompost.com. This was so great, and I totally appreciate you sharing all the information and being the expert to <laughs> come on here and talk about how easy composting is. Yeah, anytime, of course. Be sure to check out Casey Can's website to learn more and find out how you can start composting. Casey by Siri comes out every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to hear more incredible stories. You can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Siri for more Casey content. See you next week.
Kansas City's one and only Sebi.